On this week's episode of the podcast, holiday travels and a little bit of strep throat can't bring us down as Drew brings us a story about China. We're back, baby. China, China, China. And China is involved. China is involved. I'm so excited. I hope you are too. Buckle up. This is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy dose of stupidity. There's no Genesee Cream Ale this week, but it's still good. It's still good to be back. There's uh, Evan Williams eggnog because tis the season. Tis the reason for the season. (laughs) Spiked eggnog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a war on Christmas brewing (laughs) and it tastes like spiked eggnog. (laughs) I'm everybody's least favorite athletic writer, Adam Whitaker Snavely. And I am Drew Snavely, and Ole's at the wheel, baby. Ooh. Never doubted him for a second. Not for one Not second. Not for one single second. <laughs> With huge results against the Spurs in Man City, uh, I think Ole has done enough to power himself uh, in the team to the re- through the rest of the season. Being mediocre... Against yeah. lower level teams and uh-huh. getting results against higher level teams, um, and still managing to keep his job. That's a sure recipe for fifth place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At and that's least. exactly where we're at right now. It is exactly where you are. So. At. I'm a little bit surprised that of all the teams that have not gotten rid of their coach, Manchester United are left standing, and of all the teams that have gotten rid of their coach, um, Arsenal are the one that have not rebounded whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually you expect like a new oh, manager man. bump. Yeah. Like Everton went out and they Got destroyed. A, yeah, they beat Chelsea. They destroyed Chelsea 3 mm-hmm. 1. Um, first game without Marco Silva. Which, then, I mean, Chelsea Chelsea lost to Aston. Wait, Aston Villa or West Ham? It was, it was Aston. West Ham is West Ham. It was West Ham. Yeah. Same colors. The colors. The colors. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, But but they also, like, went and had played a really, really good game against Valencia away in the Champions League, so it's not like they're slumping. It's just that Everton went out and beat them. I think Captain America's tired. I think think Christian Blissick is tired a little bit. He's been playing a lot. It's like four 90-minute games over the span of one week. I keep expecting him to get rotated, and it's kind of like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> we're doing you right back in there. Uh, get back in there, kid. <laughs> but oh, but man. Chelsea just got their transfer ban reduced by a window, so they can sign people in the yeah, in the window. which is crazy. So and proves that look cheaters out. really do get ahead. Look and out! Look out, Leicester City. They're coming for Angela. <laughs> True, <laughs> James Madison. Nobody's safe from that Leicester team, man. Yeah, people are going to be gunning for Leicester. Yori Tillemans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Soinchu? Or how, how do you pronounce Soinchu? his name? Soinchu? Yeah. 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 That's, that's what the English announcers say. He's good. Wilfred Ndidi? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some there's some good. The uh, the return of Kalechi. Ooh, Inacho with a, with a big game. Of the last couple games. Last couple game. games, yeah. You He's right, got you two right. goals, two assists last two games. Wild. Go Absolutely crazy. Absolutely wild. Go Who would have thought? Uh, not me. Everybody thought he was done. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of expect that when you just, like, drop off the face of the earth. Oh, yeah. From, like, being, like, Man City's next big thing. To 
Riding pine. Riding pine for Leicester. For Leicester. Uh, it's not a great look, but Leicester are really good this year. So yeah. they're yeah. probably... Second at, in the league. At this point, the only team that looks like they can provide a, a title challenge to Liverpool. Yeah. Who are marching merrily along their way. Yeah. Eight points clear. It's it's not looking good for the rest no, of the absolutely not. league. Elsewhere, uh, Barcelona continue to be upheld by the godlike performances of Lionel Messi and Mark Ter Stegen. The difference between Manchester United and Barcelona is Lionel Messi. Somebody tweeted that mm-hmm. out. <laughs> that thought it was so funny. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, like, if you squint, maybe. Yeah, if you squint. You look real hard. <laughs> Luis Suarez just had that crazy back heel goal. Did you see that? Eh, no, I didn't see it. All right, it's uh, nuts. You want to know what I did see? It's it. nuts. Um, Sun's goal. Did oh, you see yeah. where he dribbled past like yeah. eight dudes? Okay, that was that was terrible defensive play. But that was that was ridiculous. But it was ridiculous. Play. It was ridiculous. I mean, kind of. He was just super fast. Oh, here you go. Pace and energy. Whoa. I'm talking about him and Son. He is. <laughs> He's so fast. Yeah, but it was skill, dude. Those touches were silky. I mean, those touches were skill silky. Fine. Bayern just lost to Borussia Mönchengladbach. München Gladbach is, is first in the league. First in the league. It's Gladbach, Leverkusen. Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, Dortmund. Isn't Leverkusen up there? I think they're in fourth now. Dang. Bayern's in fifth. Bundesliga. <laughs> Bundesliga is crazy this yeah, year. Watch Bundesliga out. is real wild. If you want no drama in your life, continue watching the Premier League. If you want drama, watch the Bundesliga. Uh, Germany, baby. Germany, baby. <laughs> uh, and what else? What else is just random, random contemporary soccer things? Uh, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, just mention a, a different Red Bull, has a home date against Liverpool in the Champions League. If they win, they knock Liverpool out, which would be huge. Which would be wild. I mean, reigning European champions, indeed, would be pretty crazy. And they came pretty darn close in at Anfield. So we'll see. Liverpool might be tired. Who they knows? might be. They might be tired. I mean, I uh, the B team of Liverpool is still so good. Yeah. Good yeah. lord. They like Origi. I, 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 yeah, I said their B plus team. Shakiri. Their B plus front line. It's like so dumb. scored three goals so in fifteen minutes against Everton. Oh yeah, it made like, Everton look strength. like absolutely dumb. Absolutely terrible. Crazy. Yeah. Drew, you've got a story for us. I have us. a story, and that's, that's why we're really here. That's why we are here. We, we just like to talk sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. been a little bit. We, we were traveling all over the place, all over the eastern seaboard, really, yeah. for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, we were in New York last time we recorded. Then Drew went to North Carolina. Uh, and then now we're back in Virginia. The motherland. It's not our motherland. Not it's our motherland. Yeah. But the motherland of the United States, right? <laughs> No, that's Plymouth Rock, I guess. Kind right? uh, of. First element, you have Jamestown. The, the Jamestown, the little yeah, lost colony. Whatever, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, we're here uh, in Virginia. And also, Drew's getting getting over some strep. Yeah, well, it was like, maybe strep. I definitely had a canker sore like, on my tonsils, which really sucked. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was terrible. I've never even heard of that being a thing. No, me either, until I looked at my throat and I saw it. I was like, that looks like a canker sore, and I WebMD'd it. And they're like, yeah, this can happen. Like, dang, my life sucks. Unfortunate, but yeah. we're better. Yeah, and here I am talking like nothing like happened. It's a, like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. Bringing I'm the people the story. Tough as nails. Ugh. All right, Ugh. Drew. All right, what so... You, what you talking about? We are going to take a little trip over to... I love trips. 
the East. Okay. Because we are uh, what is considered to be the West. We we sure are. <laughs> uh, but I guess I'll start the story by a little, a little not necessarily a background, but dramatize the story a little, a little anecdote bit. yeah a little, a little scene setting yeah so the the greatest players in the history of any sport is an argument that has been around since the inception of sports right sure essentially um the and, goats the goat argument and for soccer specifically the conversation surrounding this argument uh was significantly different then as to what it is now today, because yes. you've had several very good players, uh, some consider all, most consider all time greats have are being are playing right now or have played within the last forty years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think at this point we've we've all finally come to the conclusion that Lionel Messi is better than Pelé and Maradona. Were. We are bowing down to Lionel Messi yeah. and his greatness. That other guy is pretty good. That other guy's fine, I guess. He's whatever. But he's kind of yeah, a second thought now. Maybe. Yeah, some might say. Some might say. Anyways, um, back in 1976, the German magazine took it upon themselves to name the greatest players to ever play the beautiful game up right. until that point, and they listed some pretty obvious candidates. Pele being one of them, obviously. Frank Puskas. Yes. Which Puskas Award? Best goal of the year. Hungarian. Hungarian. Alfredo Di Stefano. Yes. Another great and um, one of Britain's best, Sir Stanley Matthews. Okay. All right. And so those were four of the players that they listed. Right. Uh, and if you stop there, people would be like, yeah, yeah, those are, <laughs> yeah, those totally. are the greats. We you get know? it. <laughs> but there was another name that was on the list that likely at the time a lot of people weren't familiar with. Yeah. And probably you and everybody who's listening won't know who this last name on the list was. I'm I'm going to say you're almost 100% correct <laughs> in that assessment. So we recently talked about the queen of soccer. We did talk Brazilian about Brazilian star Cici. Cici. Um and many call Pelé the king of soccer. Yes. Um but there's another king of soccer. Another king of soccer. Hailing from the Far East. You see, in China, there was only one king of football, and he went by the name of Li Wai Tong. Li Wai Tong. Li Wai Tong. Is now, when you, now, when you say football, you mean soccer. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, he is known as the king of football in China, but in America, he's the king of soccer to the Chinese people. Just clarifying. Yes, yes. It's good to clear that air. Uh, now, you may be laughing to yourself. China has clearly never been a big name in the world of football outside of spending tens of millions on players like Mauro and Fellaini. The women's game. The, the women's, women's game, game is good. The women's strong. game, when they first started, they were top two, 100%. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but as far as the men's game go, yeah. they've essentially yes. been a non-factor for... Outs- outside of like possibly being the birthplace of the game that England doesn't like to talk about. Yes. Yes. Um, but like most teams, there was a golden era for the Chinese men's national team. And Li Wai Tong was a huge reason why they were so successful. We'll get to the national team later. Okay. First, we need to dive into their history of Li Wai Tong, who he is, how he came to be the player that he eventually 
becomes yeah. or became. If he's the king of soccer. If he's the king of soccer, there's a certain, there's a certain. Okay, so I'm gonna go a little English major on you right now. Okay, yeah. Use my literature degree. Yeah, let's do it. If we're talking about soccer and kind of like heroes, kings, mythology, all that stuff, there's this thing called the hero's journey mm. that is is very common in a lot of mythology and a lot of early um, stuff like uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh and um, that that sort of. That genre of literature's epic poetry, that sort of thing, um, where you have kind of these humble origins, adversity, overcoming adversity through sheer amount of skill, more adversity, overcoming that adversity to reach the pinnacle. Yes. Yes, that is probably not to the extent of what you just said, right. but where I'm... Where you're going. It's kind of how I'm shaping the story, I guess, is... As you would say, I'm not like shaping it to my perspective. Well, if that's a Drew concerning thought, because like a, like I'm just trying to let you guys know about Lee Wai Tong, like you know? a like a snow cone man on on uh, on Coney Island. I'm just trying to put some respect on this man. Shape name, away, you know. Shave that ice. I'm shaving it. <laughs> so, uh, Lee Wai Tong played a while ago, and so I want to note before we get into it that when I use the term history. Um, I use it lightly for this story because uh, I wasn't able to find a ton of concrete evidence for specific statistics Gotcha. Uh, back then because that's fair. just like recording stuff back then um, wasn't as detailed as what it is today. Right. And access to information now is a, yes. I, I, I can, exponentially uh, greater than what it was back in the beginning of the 19th century. Correct. Or 18th century. No. 18th century. No. 19th century. 1900s are... The 1900s of the 20th century. 20th century. <laughs> Whoa. I was way rock for all of those yep. things. Jeez Louise. <laughs> <coughs> all right. So, Li Tong is a Chinese soccer legend, and his story is told like one because it was way back in the day. Right. Uh, he was born in 1905 in Guangdong to a family that struggled financially. Humble beginning. Exactly. I was going to say, like you Hero's see... Hero's journey. Like you see with so many kids from around the world um, and have heard from professionals who have reached heights, few can imagine, Li Wai Tong would play soccer with essentially anything that somewhat resembled... A ball. Yeah. You know, so you th- obviously you think of like the Havaianas and the Havanas and uh Havaianas like uh, the flip flops. Like the flip flops. <laughs> Havanas in Brazil. Sorry, like, yeah, like, sorry, we just got like flashbacks <laughs> of our mom's yes. this real quick. <laughs> we turned uh, out okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Havanas in Brazil were like the no, not no. Favelas. Favelas. Why am I saying Havanas? <laughs> Favelas in Brazil. Jeez Louise. Havana Unana. <laughs> Half That's probably what heart. I was. Uh, Half I, of my heart. I was just thinking Havana. of Camilla Camilla. So it's told that Li Wai Tong um, used oranges and bags of sand as makeshift replacements for soccer balls. Bags of sand? Yeah, bags of sand. That sounds like it would hurt so much. Yeah. We're going to circle back around to the bags of sand. That sounds awful. So we'll, we'll revisit it. All right. Um, so. Um, he was introduced to the, to soccer as early as the age of four, 
is okay. reported. Um, and he trained with some youth teams, uh, but he joined his first professional club at the age of 17 when he joined South China AA. It's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, pretty decent. 17 years old, professional team. Um, Soon, the continent would take note of the promising youngster. Less than a year after he signed with South China AA, Li Wai Tong announced himself to the international stage with a hat trick against big-time rivals, Japan. This is the part of the show where we like to take things down a little bit, maybe put on some smooth jazz in the background, pour ourselves some whiskey, neat. I believe the DJ says, I'd like to take this song to slow things down a little bit. Just so a little bit. Grab someone special and find somebody that you find attractive. and uh, Have a good time. Have a good night. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's really weird. This is the untitled middle section of the podcast where we talk about whatever things that are uh, currently pertinent to us. And this week, what's pertinent to us is WTFPL, baby. We have some WTFPL updates. Uh, We have some big movements uh, throughout the table of the league. Big movers. As far as the top of the table, uh, Barca Blue Jays, uh, Joanne Antone. We still don't know how to pronounce your name. Yeah. If you if okay. you want to give us a little pronunciation guide at some point, Joey, I don't know if you even listen to the podcast, but you follow me, so uh, just just let us know. Let's just say Joey's Blue Jays. Joey's, yeah, Barca Blue Jays. Barca Blue Jays. Uh, they're still in first. I, though, have moved up to fifth place in coming for that top prize, even though it won't go to me. Even <laughs> Yeah, even though we, we are ineligible to collect our own prize. I'm a sore loser, and I love winning. Fair. And I'm trying to win. We have in second place a new entry into the league because I know because he DM'd me asking for the league code. Ah, Christian, Christian Mingle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a name! What a name! William Haggins. 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 Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I wonder if he's the heir to the Hagendons. Hagendoss throw. That'd be sick. That'd Dunkin' be Donuts cool. has fallen from a lofty height all the way to seventh. Seventh. Noah. Big Noah's, uh, Noah's boys need to pick things up a little bit. Meanwhile, probably like a month ago, I was uh, like flirting with the 40s. I was doing really, really terribly. You're in the relegation. I was in the battle. relegation zone to the point where uh, good old uh, Julian Zeif, who uh, at one point inspired a podcast episode about uh, Knott's County. Oh, yeah. Uh, was trash-talking me on Twitter <laughs> and said that he doesn't change anything. He hasn't changed anything about his lineup, and he was still beating me. Well, uh, that is no longer the case, uh, I have to say, because I am all the way up in 23rd. <laughs> Thank you very much. Past most of the inactive teams. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I climbed up above Panic at the Isco Ooh, this week. Drew. Very good name. A great name. Um, so... Things are looking pretty good over here at Regina Jorginho FC. Almost halfway through the season. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think we're we're a second half team. You're you're setting yourself up nice for just a, like the for Buffalo a good Bills. finish. Oh yeah, the Bills. Just like the Bills, baby. Oh yeah. Don't get almost, me started. Almost beat the Ravens. Don't get me started. Almost man. beat the Pats. Ooh, love it. Second half team. Hey, we're competitors. We're competitors. We try. We can hard. upset anybody, dude. As always, uh, we also have our merch on our Teespring store, which is uh, teespring.com slash 
stores slash Deadball Brothers Shop with hyphens between each of them. It's in our descriptions. It's on our websites. It's on our different things that you it's can find. It's on our find. podcast descriptions. It is, it is, yeah. So that's probably the easiest way to get to the store. We have several t-shirts, several hoodies. Um, uh, actually, a few of my friends have ordered them now in town. And Very cool. they have told me that it's their favorite shirt. Literally, I was told last night by my friend Austin. He's like, he bought the pink long sleeve yes. with the, the text that's repeating over and over again. Yes, he's like, mouth. this is this is my favorite shirt. Like, I wear this shirt all the time. I was I was wearing the Deadball Brothers loudmouth the loudmouth shirt uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, and uh, one of my buddies who's visiting was like, "Yo, I love that shirt." And you what said, is, he said, "What is it?" I, I'm like, "Dude, it's my podcast. It's my podcast." <laughs> he's like, "What?" But he has been living all in Montana for like the last. Six months. Is that Hunter? Yeah. So he's just been in the middle of nowhere. But also, so I'm disappointed. I'm giving him the benefit. He's of got Wi Fi. I see him posting on Instagram. <laughs> Don't act like he can't listen to a podcast. No, nah. He can listen to a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. he's listening to this one right now. <laughs> Hunter. Oh, man. I, we should probably move on. We should probably merch. move on to that. Um, as always, if you could leave us a, a review, a rating, um, that really, really helps. If you want to drop us a follow on Twitter, basically anything helps us get seen a little bit more. Um, very, very soon, we're going to have some exciting news about the pod. Drew and I have a phone call on Wednesday that will hopefully be able to clear us to actually talk about it but until that time um we really really just want to thank you for all the support that you've shown us already um it is doing things it is getting us places and we're really excited about it we're changing lives man (laughs) it's really beautiful (laughs) turn the music on let's finish this dumb story god it's not dumb but Drew, stacks on deck. Patron on ice. We can pop bottles all night. Baby, you can have whatever you like. And what I like is the rest of this story. I can't believe we just did that. <laughs> Shouts to D.I. Shouts to D.I. <laughs> oh, man. Rest in peace. You ain't dead. Before when, before when it happened, because I know it was coming. <laughs> Rest in peace, Betty White. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. All, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We can do this. We can do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Drew, tell me the rest of the story yes. of our dude Lee. So, um, like I said earlier, Lee Waitong was a legend in the Chinese soccer community and he had a stature for it. It's reported that he stood 5'11, which was above average in, in the Chinese league. Gosh, man. Which? That makes me so jealous. I'm 5'11". I read that and I was like, dang, dude, I probably would have been like one of the tallest people. Or like, I'd I'd probably be right about average. Yeah. 5'8". I was always a very average sized person on the soccer field. But back in 19... uh, 19, In the 1920s, you could walk onto a pitch, be 5'11", and be an aerial threat. It probably would make up for my complete lack of engine. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, that probably. All of a sudden, I'm a target forward. That would help. Let's get it. And target forwards don't really do anything. You know, call me Dimitar Berbatov without the touch, boy. Okay, Dimitar Berbatov was silky. Dimitar Berbatov's touch was so good. So silky. He didn't run, <laughs> but his touch was crazy. <laughs> oh man. Um, and so 
since he's this tall in the league, you'd think that hit the height advantage would make opposing defenses nervous from set piece situations. Right. But it's something they didn't actually have to really worry about at all that much. Um, Li Wai Tong started because out because he had no legs. <laughs> no. Sorry, it was a shot in the dark. I went for it. Just torso and head. That's it. Um, no, he started out as a left winger, but was soon converted to the number nine position, which is striker. Classic. Um, position soon uh, after it was apparent that he had a knack for scoring goals and a very good shot. Shooting abilities were were pretty good. Superb, some might say. Um Announcers might like to say that he shot the ball with venom. Ooh. This is a ball was struck with venom. Yes. An absolute <laughs> thunder bastard. <laughs> That's my favorite term. Now, as far as goal scoring goes, it's said that he scored some 1,260 goals during his career. Say what? 1,260 goals during his playing career. Okay. It's difficult to prove how accurate that total is, right? Since, uh, like I said earlier, the records weren't as well kept back then, and it's harder to access them because it was a hundred years ago. So, do you remember when a couple, like this is several years ago now, but remember when Romario was like, "Oh, I'm celebrating scoring my thousandth goal," but he was counting a ton of goals from like. Youth, Youth Academy <laughs> friendlies. There's even allegedly he was counting goals that he scored in FIFA. <laughs> hey man, real ones always keep track. You gotta keep track. You gotta always keep gotta keep count. Um, so people seem to have a pretty good idea that he still scored over a thousand goals. Right. So I mean, he's, that's still a, that's still a, a crazy amount. A, a crazy amount. He played until he was 43. So he had a. Like yeah, a Tom Brady esque career, some might say. If we want to, if we want to keep it within the current, uh, the current state of soccer, maybe a Claudio Pizzotto. Oh, how old is he? He's forty, forty one, <sighs> still playing for Verder. Dang, he's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, yes, it is. That is. <sighs> he'll still get on the field in front of like Josh Sargent sometimes. That's and that he'll is, like do good. That is wild. Uh, of all these goals that he scored, over a thousand. Apparently, only five were scored with his head. So you remember back to when Just I was like... Vehemently opposed to heading the ball. Yeah, and so it. I guess back in the day, uh, heading the ball uh, was really a choice. If you wanted to head the ball, you could. If you, <laughs> it was a choice. If you didn't want to, you couldn't. Nowadays, if you're not heading the ball, you, like, you have to head the ball if you're a striker. You ain't heading, you ain't trying. If you're a defender, you have to head the ball. If you're a midfielder, you have to head the ball. Pretty much everywhere. Everywhere on the pitch, you have to head the ball. Um, it's, a, it's an expectation that Christian Pulisic has multiple-headed goals this season, yes. and he's five foot nothing. Yes. This guy is 5'11". Yeah. Taller than most taller of the guys in the, the people, yeah. in the league. Out of the, the thousand goals that he scored, only five were with his head, it's reported. That's so nuts. that's just so much for taking... Advantage of his height advantage. <clears throat> he likes to subvert expectations. <laughs> it's more of a performance art piece, his career. Yes. Going back to his shot, um, he had a habit of taking shots from distance. Uh, and he was, it was, it's reported that he did it just so that he didn't have to head the ball. So if he, if he took a shot from far out, he wouldn't be in the box to potentially have to head the ball. So the further out 
the shot, the less likely he would have to head the ball. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Soon. Correct. So that was it. That was his train of thought, he said. Um, as with plenty of other professional soccer players, Tong's time playing with less than ideal balls as a child. Is this where we're talking about the sandbag balls? Yes. And teenager are said to have been why his shot was so fierce. Goalkeepers were reportedly scared of facing shots from him <laughs> because he would shoot the ball so hard. Yeah. That they would rather get out of the way than try to save one of his That's bangers. All right. So I remember seeing this thing where allegedly, I don't know if this is true, but I, it was on a TV program about like MMA or something like that. And these guys talking about Muay Thai fighters that train by kicking heavy bags and moving up from like the normal filling of heavy bags to like filling them with sand and then filling them with sand and rocks and then eventually just having them filled with rocks and kicking them so to like build up the strength and like the calcification of the bones to, to make sure it's hard and like I just imagine him running around with these iron feet. Like, yeah, that sounds like insanity. Yes, basically. But he's he was training. He was playing with sandbags yeah. as a little kid. Yeah, that just if you kick a sandbag, it feels like you're kicking concrete. Yeah, like it doesn't you're feel like, like good. It's like hitting water from a hundred feet. Yeah, <laughs> you're just splatting on pavement. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. It's a tough thing to do. I believe it. I believe he could shoot that ball 100 miles per hour. I believe the goalie <laughs> should have been scared about it if he's doing, if he played with that when he was a little kid. So, because his shot was so fierce, ferocious, so speedy, so quick, so much venom, rapid. I mean, he, I mean, he scored a ton of goals. Yes, he did. Uh, he scored seven goals in one game, and one of those goals ripped straight through the net. Yes. And so that just built onto the legend that's, of Liu Tong's ability to hit meteor strikes. That's the soccer equivalent of Shaq breaking the glass, yes. like dunking it. That's what that's what the soccer version of that is. It, in all honesty, is probably just an old net. No, it was like no, it was not. No, <laughs> I refuse to believe it. Brand new net. He ripped straight through. They ripped that straight thing. through it. The ball actually caught fire. <laughs> oh man! So as Enough about a shot, and as far as accolades go, um, with it, with his teams, he was successful at both club and country levels. Yeah, um, he won eight league titles with he won eight league titles in Hong Kong with South China AA. Okay, he was part of a Chinese team that went unbeaten in thirteen years in competitive matches. So from nineteen twenty three to nineteen. 36, the Chinese men's national team mm-hmm. didn't lose a single mat, a, c- a single competitive match. That's impressive. Which is like pretty good. Yeah. The, the correlation between Li Waitong's uh, responsibilities with the national team and the national team's success, I said that the streak started in 1923. Mm-hmm. The year Li Waitong started with the Chinese national team. 1923. 1923. Big, yes. flex. Big, Big flex. Big flex. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <yeah. laughs> 
China won five consecutive Far East championships. Wow. Spanning from 1923 to 1934. So every two years was yeah. the tournament. Um, and he was actually the player man. He was a player manager in 1934. So a little in the 1934 tournament. So a little Ivor Brodus action. Yeah. Star player. Yeah. Let's just make him the manager. Let's make him the manager too. <laughs> Let's I'm just into do it. it. He's 28 years old. Who cares? He's better than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, in the nineteen in nineteen thirty six, two years after his player manager stint with China, uh, they competed in the Olympics for the first time ever in the soccer tournament. Oh wow! Which is really yeah a cool achievement. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of a funny story within that because they didn't have enough money from their federation. To go to the Olympics, okay. it's not really like really a funny story, right? Yeah, it's just like a kind of a quirky story, I okay. guess. Uh, so, I mean, obviously they wanted to go; they needed to race some more money, and so they eventually got to the Olympics and they raised the money to get them there through playing twenty-seven exhibition matches leading Ooh. up to the tournament, so that they could have a chance to compete. That's Kind of awesome. It also sounds terrible. Yeah. And so people were like, ah, uh, fatigue. Right. Probably played a factor yeah. into them not doing well in the actual Olympics. One could safely one, guess. One might say. Yeah. Uh, they played Great Britain and lost 2 0. So I mean, that's like, pretty. Not a bad at showing. The, at the time, that's a good showing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have, the, you have Great Britain, who one of the best in the world yeah. at the time. Mm hmm. And China, first ever Olympic yes. competition, only being 2 0. It's like pretty close. And actually, at the tournament, uh, Li Waitong impressed so much that he garnered interest from Arsenal, which is Dang. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, That's also a big deal at the time. Unfortunately, talks fell through because he was 31 and Arsenal just didn't uh, want to yeah. splash some cash on a player who was going to be. I mean, who's considered old and past their prime, yeah, even though right. he went on to play till forty three. Yeah, but it's like in China, playing playing until forty three in China. I'm gonna guess at the time, very different from. I mean, that's what Fellaini's gonna do. Playing to <laughs> if Fellaini can do it, then anybody can do it. Right? I, uh, okay. Maybe not. All right. Yeah, probably not. Probably he, not. He's okay. He also doesn't start. <laughs> So it's not like true. it's not like he's been playing ninety minutes, you know, for the past five years. Yeah, that is true. He's just a role player, man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, once the tournament with the Olympics ended, the career for Li Waitong's it kind of, oh his career took a detour because there were some wars that came up, ah. like uh, the Sino-Japanese War, the second one. And then soon after that, World War Two. Yep. Uh, Li Wai Tong refused to play in competitive matches when Japan invaded Hong Kong. Oh. Uh, so instead, he was just playing exhibitions for money for the war efforts against Japan, who invaded Hong Kong during the time. <clears throat> right. China named him... A major general in the war efforts. Oh, okay. Apparently, there was a sports division, <laughs> and he was major general for the sports division for his efforts to to raise money 
in the efforts against Japan. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. The sports division yes. in general. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure that's what Korea made some. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I sure guess he, I don't like think that. he just doesn't have to serve. I, I mean, that is yeah, what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, it's a, like it, an honorary, not an honorary major general. I like to think about it as, uh, you know, the the very model of a modern major general. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely, definitely. That's a little, He's like a, that's a little uh, that's a little musical theater reference for for those in the know. Yeah, yeah, those in the know. Um, Lee Wai Tong went on to manage China three separate times before eventually passing away in Hong Kong in 1979. And that is the story of the king of soccer, the king, the king of football, the king of football, as they say in China. Those exact words, the king of football. That it, well, it's in Chinese, but you get what I'm trying to say. Drew, a toast. A toast to Li Wai Tong. To Li Wai Tong. Yes, it's eggnog's going right down the throat pipe. Going, <laughs> man. I'm so glad you described it like that. <laughs> that is the most comfortable way to say what you just did. I'm glad that we got to go out to China for this story. It's. It hasn't happened yet. No, we haven't talked about so, China at all. Uh, I brief, I like really, really quickly talked about China in the in the CC story because the first women's World Cup was there. But that ah, was, that's yeah, yeah, really yeah. that was it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, also, I'm glad you talked about a king of football because my story for next week is also about a king of football. Oh, a little a little teaser. I guarantee you have never heard of this guy. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm excited. And it is nothing like this story. Okay. <laughs> it's the dumbest story I've <laughs> ever found. It's real good. This can be titled like China's King of Football or China's King of Soccer. Sure. We're or, just we're going to workshop it on the podcast yeah, while we talk about it. While we Absolutely. talk about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As always, you can follow us on social media at DeadballPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow you can find us on Facebook as well. You can email us deadballpod at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, any stories or history that you want us to look into. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank if you, you so much for listening. Give us a five-star review and leave a little message, a little haiku, a yes. little poem. If you've been waiting to leave your review, if you say, I want to come up with a poem or something clever, I would suggest that you can always edit that crap later. Leave a five-star review now and a review now as a placeholder. And then when you come up with something, then write it down and edit it and do the whole thing then. But for now, we can get the the, the, the algorithmic goodness that comes Ooh, from leaving yes. the reviews and the ratings and all that good stuff. We're about moving up those charts. And if you leave a review, we will read it aloud on the podcast. And a little shout-out. Give you a little shout-out. For um, giving us a shout-out. For giving us a shout-out. Because that's, that's what it's all about. It Reciprocation. Really it really is. We're just out here reciprocating, reciprocating, changing lives. <laughs> you keep saying that, and I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't know. If we change your life, email us, deadballpod at gmail.com. That would be sick. <laughs> until then, my name is Adam Whitaker Snavely. And I'm Drew. And until next week, we are giving you a big digital platonic kiss on the cheek. Bye bye. Mwah.